Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. All right, take two on day 10 of Nutty November. Yes. This is our second try at this particular day. And uh, on our first try, we were really wondering, do we have 20 more days worth? Yeah. And the answer to that is we'll see. We're not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> not we, we, so we just want to make it clear that we're not marriage experts. And we, um, we realize marriage is tough and every marriage is different. And you know your marriage better than we know it. But what we want to talk to you guys about is just things that not only we've learned in our own marriage, but that we have sort of realized by dealing with other people's marriages in in the interesting and unusual way that a minister deals with people's marriages. Yeah. You kind you of get involved. You get involved, you pick up on things, and you just try to do your best. And so we're hopefully being helpful to you in your marriage as we sort of go through some of these guidelines. We're going to section... Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't feel like we're offering any, you know, brilliant solutions or anything you haven't heard. What what we hope to do is just to remind you of, you know, some true things about being in a Christian marriage. And maybe, maybe we lose a, a little bit of our focus that should be biblical in our marriage because we get our, our focus clouded by feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we give a lot of weight to those feelings instead of taking a step back and saying, okay, what's the reality according to the Bible yeah. about what's happening in this marriage? Yeah, so I think we, 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 start to, we start to feel a certain way. We wind up acting a certain way based on those feelings. We wind up trying to justify um, those actions. And it really should be the other, round, other way around. The Bible should inform our our actions and not our feelings and then our feelings come after we've done what's right and they confirm that we're doing the right thing so here we go and our 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 kind of issue or the thing we're dealing with is um that there are problems whenever you are in a a marriage where there's lots of fighting and contention and so yesterday we looked at our uh you know watch what you say i guess we did that two days ago watch what you say and then yesterday, love even when you don't feel like it. And let's do a couple today. What's the first one we're going to talk about today? How to avoid having a fighting and contentious marriage. Okay, I've, I'm going to drop a truth bomb right now. I know what the number one problem in your marriage is. What? Yeah. The number one problem in your marriage is pride. Ooh. And you know how I know that? Because pride is the root of all sin. And pride is what is causing all of your problems in marriage right now. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the sin of pride that goes all the way back to the garden is we think we know better than God. Right. You know, we think we know better. That's pride, is, is that, that uh, lack of humility and that, that uh, brazen attitude that we have where we think that we know what would be best. And we've got to drop that. We got to drop that if we're going to stop fighting. Right. That 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 all that uh, desire to always be right, um, the desire to get the last word, 
the desire to feel like you've won and that you are superior in all of these different ways. You, you can't have that kind of pride. Um, it causes people to fly off the handle. It causes people to be unreasonable and where you can't even deal with them. So a person needs to learn humility uh, in, in a marriage or that if, if you know, you've got one or especially if you have two people that always have to get the last word in. You know, that's a problem. That's a major problem. We have a tendency to very, 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 very clearly see all of the ways that our spouse is failing and all of the things that they should be doing differently. Mm. And we tend to gloss over and quickly forgive the things that we are not doing that we should or the things that we are doing that we shouldn't be doing. Mm hmm. We have a lot of grace for ourselves, and we don't have any grace for our spouse. Yeah. Um, when you are focused on your own sin and your own failure, when you're burdened by your own lack of holiness and obedience, then you will find it very easy to be gracious to your wife because you're amazed at how gracious she is with you and that she sticks with you. And it's the same way... Um, kind of our, like our relationship with Christ, you know, it's it's you know, we we have a lot of nerve to do the things that we do, um, and yet whenever we dwell upon them and we think I I have so disgraced the name of Jesus Christ today, it's a wonder that He hasn't just hit me with a lightning bolt, uh, and, <laughs> and 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 so we're you know um, we're we're going to have a proper attitude towards the Lord. We're going to have a proper attitude towards our spouse when we have a realistic understanding of our lack of holiness. Right. And the way that we get a realistic understanding is by reading our Bibles, Mm -hmm. by studying God's word. And coming into contact with a holy God. So whenever, you know, the, the examples I like to use when we talk about this are when Isaiah saw in Isaiah chapter six, when Isaiah says, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and exalted. And the train of his robe filled the temple with glory. And, and when he saw that, he, uh, uh, the words that he said were, I'm unclean. Woe is me. He pronounced a woe on himself. Um, there's a story where Peter is f- uh, fishing and the Lord leads him into this great catch of fish. And as Peter realizes that that God is standing here helping him catch these fish, and he gets a glimpse of God's holiness, just like Isaiah did, uh, he just asks the Lord to go away from him because he's not because he knows he's sinful. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever we get a glimpse of God's holiness, we get a glimpse of our sinfulness, and that does away with our pride and, and makes us a better spouse. Right. You know. Um, Drop your pride and worry about seeing yourself become more sanctified. As Baxter would say, cure yourself before you try to cure your spouse. I really think that if we spent more time thinking about our relationship with Christ than we think about our relationship with our spouse, Mm. then our relationship with our spouse is going to be infinitely better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Those are hard spiritual disciplines to come about because they only come about through studying, through prayer, um, through being committed to a local body of Christ, 
it, it's a hard thing to do, but the the more Christ you the more Christ centered and the more Holy Spirit filled that you are, it presses out and and, and, and causes you know the bad uh, I'm trying what would the word I'm looking for like the bad characteristics the bad when you being bad then you're not you're you're not doing right so uh, you're going to develop pride over that because you're going to justify your behavior and so the more that you're that you're being um, seeing the spirit manifest in your life because you're reading and you're praying and you're getting more of Christ in your life that that pushes out that, that you know there's there's only space for Christ and everything else has to go and uh that's a, that's a wonderful thing um when you focus on that uh, you're going to not have time to be you know nitpicking your spouse for all their sins because you're going to say my sins are so great well, and you, you begin to see things through spiritual eyes, and that's a totally different way to look at your marriage, is looking at it through, you know, the lens of Scripture. Because it takes you from, mm-hmm. my my husband is doing this, and he's doing that because he wants to, and because he wants to hurt me, or because he doesn't care anything about me. And you go from that to looking at it, and you and you realize... My husband's doing that because he has a sin problem, mm-hmm. and he's really struggling in that area of sin. Yeah, which brings us to our, our fourth reason, our fourth way to avoid fighting. So watch what you say, love even when you don't feel like it, drop your pride, and cure yourself before you try to cure your spouse, and then remember that you're, you are both sinners, and you can't get upset with a sinner for doing what a sinner does. Sinner sin, right? And uh, and you married a sinner, and you are a sinner. So we we should expect sin in our marriage. You don't you don't you don't get married to a fully sanctified person. Right. They need work, and they need your help, and they need your love. And when 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 you can have no pity on your spouse when they're sinning. And all you can do is condemn them. That's the least Christ-like way you can be acting. Mm-hmm. You know, in, instead of making a way and making reconciliation and making peace in the relationship. That's not to say that you can't be hurt by your spouse's sin. That's what sin does. It hurts people. Sure. And, um, you know, you're allowed to be hurt by their sin. But you also have to keep it in the perspective of, well... I know he's a sinner and so am I. Mm-hmm. I've been forgiven so much. You know, how can I withhold forgiveness? Right. And so that's really powerful um, for you to realize that, that you can give forgiveness because you need forgiveness. And that you are gonna be, uh, uh, you're going to be looking for ways to forgive your spouse. Um, but you know... That's the thing about forgiveness that we, we often forget to talk about is that um, when is forgiveness given normally? Um, I don't know. When? when you ask for it. Oh, right. You know, and, and uh, a lot of people just say, well, you should just forgive. You just forgive and, for, forgive and forget. But the real beauty of forgiveness is whenever you've been wronged and... Or when you've done something wrong and someone comes to you and says, I've done something wrong. Will you forgive me? 
And I can't think of a time where I've ever said no. I can't think of very many people I know that have ever refused to forgive when there was an apology. Right. So, um, you know, remember that you're a sinner and they're a sinner. And both of you, because you're sinners and you're in need of forgiveness, you need to be asking for it. Right. From the Lord and from your spouse. So, um, anything else to add on that one? No, I think that's a lot. That is a lot. It's a tall order. Yeah. Remember, you're both sinners. And so, sinners are going to act like sinners. I mean, that's uh, whenever people are dealing with lost people that come to the church and and people that don't know about the Christian faith. And some people can be so upset that people just don't know how to act. Of course they don't know how to act. And when you bring two people into a, a marriage and they're both selfish and they're both sinners and you say, okay, let's become one flesh. Let's become one body, one unit. Let's make this marriage a force to be reckoned with. Um, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be difficult as you bring two people together into a marriage. And so don't forget that that's how um, we grow and that's how uh, we we sanctify. Uh, The Lord uses us to sanctify one another is to make us more like Christ and to remove that sin in our life. But it is there. Oh, yeah. So, Well, all right. Well, it's been a good uh, nutty November. podcast i hope you are learning from these again remember the big drawing yes our giveaway launches in six days so in six days is that right six six or seven i don't know so you can start registering in six days to win a million (laughs) dollars No other podcast has ever given away a million dollars like this one is going to do. Um, if you follow the Facebook page for Your Mom Has a Blog, I am revealing every day some of the amazing prizes. It's going to be a huge prize package. Not quite a million dollars. There's no, there's not a million dollars? No, not a million dollars. Oh, I thought this was going to be the biggest thing ever. <laughs> but it's pretty big, and I think I'm really excited. I think y'all are going to love it. All right. All right, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.